Support for Talking Heart on WVIK comes from the people at Quad City Bank and Trust, helping the local community with their banking and financial needs for more than 20 years. Information is at qcbt.com. Support also comes from the estate of Margaret Skinner, a longtime friend of WVIK and lover of the arts. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Ray Taranes, the director of Quad Cities Ballet Folklorico, and also with two of the recently graduated seniors from the group, Sammy Hernandez and Kiara Burmeister. Welcome to all three of you. Thank you. Well, Ballet Folklorico was founded in 1984 with a mission to express and promote Hispanic culture through dance and music. How has that mission evolved with time, and, and do you perceive that it, that it has more urgency now, given our current political climate? Absolutely. Um, I think the more we embrace different cultures, the more we understand each other, mm-hmm. um, and then ultimately, the more that we care for each other. Yeah. Um, for instance, if you see in our group, we have a lot of diversity. Uh, you don't have to be Hispanic to be in our group. Uh, We have a lot of different ethnicities that are interested in in learning our dance, and we welcome them with open arms. Yeah. Well, I think that's really a beautiful message. Um, Now, this was founded by uh, by a couple here in our community, and you're based in Moline at this point, and and it started as a as a Mother's Day gift of sorts to the to the community. Uh, Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Back in May of 1984, um, some of the kids in the neighborhood wanted to get together and put on a performance for the mothers of the community. And Arnulfo Camarillo, our founder, uh, was uh, was there to teach uh, Mexican traditional dancing uh, to those kids. Um, after the performance, the kids enjoyed it so much that they continued to come back from our lessons, and Arnulfo was happy to keep on teaching. Yeah, well, that's just that's just really a, a, a lovely story. And so, so then founded this um, ballet company that that is obviously thriving at this point. And you know, I think it's really interesting that that various states in Mexico still have their own forms of traditional dance. What, what can you tell us about, about those? And are there, are there certain types of traditional dancing that you concentrate on and, and teach to your students? Uh, we're pretty much open to any type of dance. Um, for instance, in Veracruz, uh, the footwork is very fast. And then if you go into a little bit more the, the northern Mexico part, it's a little bit more polka, um, a little bit more uh, cowboy influence, um, European influence. Um, and then, of course, there's Jalisco, which is a little bit more um, what we call machismo. Um, and, machismo. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> the guys dance in a, a kind of a macho way uh, in order to court or what we call now flirting. It's similar to uh, nowadays where the guys kind of want to show off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of where it, it comes from uh, as far as dancing with a partner. Um, for instance, uh, the popular song Jarabe Tapatio, which is the Mexican hat dance, um, showcases a lot of that. And so you have young, the youth are both men, uh, men and women involved in your dance company, it sounds like. Uh, wh- why, why do you think the traditional dances continue to vary so much from region to region? I'm just curious about that. I'm trying to think of a natural counterpoint in, say, the U.S. And, and you'd mentioned maybe in northern Mexico, it's kind of more uh, maybe what we think of as country western dancing or something. But I don't know. Does dance vary so much here as it does in, in Mexico? I think it does. It has a, a lot to do with influence of you know, um, people that visit the land. Um, in Mexico, the Europeans uh, 
highly influenced the northern part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why um, our music in, in Monterrey and Chihuahua have a little bit more of a polka uh, style to it. And then there's a highly large influence of African beats and huh. Cuban beats in the more tropical area, yeah. like Veracruz. That's so fascinating. Sammy and Chiara, this will be the last performance for the two of you. And how does that feel? Um, it's really actually kind of bittersweet. So, I mean, as excited as I am about obviously going to college and moving out, it's definitely a little sad leaving the group because it feels definitely like a like second family for sure. How long have the two of you been dancing with Quad Cities Ballet Folklorico? Um, I've been dancing about 11 years now. That's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) And Kiara, what about you? Um, It's been about eight or nine years. I couldn't tell you exact. Tell us where you'll be next next fall and if you have any plans to continue dancing next year. Um, I'll be at Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Mm -hmm. and I would love to keep dancing, but I'm not so sure. But I've met a few um, other dancers that do the same type of dancing, so... There might be something there and get together. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly, you're going to carry this with you for a very long time, though. Right. All the memories, many years of dancing with with this with our local company, which is which is so fabulous. What 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 would you say you've learned from participating with this group? Um, for me, I feel like definitely patience, persistence, and I mean friendship. Honestly, you kind of go into it just absolutely scared. For me, I kind of. I wouldn't say I had two left feet, but definitely I wasn't a skilled dancer coming in. And I think just working with the instructors and then with your peers, you definitely grow a lot throughout the years. Well, that's that's really beautiful. What what do you think is the most rewarding part of the dance company? Is it is it those friendships or um, is it really hard to pick just one thing? I'd say the friendships are a big part of it, yeah. And also when you see the audience and their faces are like, you know, just cheering you on and smiling and watching you dance and enjoying it. That's also very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's fabulous. So and you're again, you, since you just graduated from high school, your last performance will be with the August 11th Summer Showcase. Correct. Yeah. And you you have a full your company has a awfully full fall schedule after the Summer Showcase. There are additional shows um, scheduled, including performances at the Viva Quad Cities, and that's that's September eighth. Mm-hmm. I know you'll be in college, <laughs> uh, but then uh, Sammy, um, you said you're going to go to Co College, yeah. so Ballet Folklorico will be will be performing also September sixteenth at the Festival Latino in, in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, I saw so that. <laughs> you're going to have to go go watch, yeah. cheer from cheer <laughs> from the sides. And then September 11th, there's the East Moline Mexican Independence Fiesta. So for listeners, that would be a great one to to catch. And then you'll be in Des Moines. Your company will be in Des Moines later in, in September. Have you all danced at Moline's Mercado on 5th yet? Uh, or are there any plans to do that at all? I have, yeah, in the group as well. They perform there, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to uh, one earlier this summer, and it is just so fun. So it just seems like a perfect venue for you all. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so much going on and just so much music and people and food. So it's really a great event for us, for sure. Yeah, perfect. Now, Ray, in October, uh, you know, the Figgy Art Museum has really been doing this beautiful Day of the Dead celebration, and you'll be performing there also. That's correct. Have you participated there in previous years? Yeah, we've been there um, about, I would say, three to four years. 
Um, last year, we didn't participate as much. We didn't have our own entire group. Um, I got married last year, so that well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but this year, we decided we we were planning on bringing uh, our entire group. Um, I believe they're in the process of um, working out the details. We're going to have pop up performances inside uh, throughout the event, and then we're going to have a. a a big performance, hopefully outside this year. Oh, that would be great if the weather's good. Now, yes, I think absolutely. that's October 28th or something is what your website yes, October 28th. said. So that would be fabulous. And you mentioned the large size of your group. From the from your Facebook page, it does look large. Approximately how many dancers or performers do you have? Right now, we are at about 80 students. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, our about 60 to 70 are active performers. Um, and then the, the, the remainder is, you know, students trying to work up to that level. Yeah. And I'm assuming there are students from both sides of the river, from both Iowa and Illinois. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, besides dance instruction, the Quad Cities Ballet Folklorico has also hosted numerous professional dancers from surrounding areas as well as from Mexico, um, which I think is is really lovely. How, how do you identify these dancers and how do they add to the overall experience for the students? Yeah, we're lucky to have Arnufo, who has um, many connections in Mexico. Um, he learned from the University of Guadalajara. So with his connections there, we are um, able to invite people professional students there, professional performers, uh, to come over and teach us what they're learning. It's very important for these students to see that caliber of, mm-hmm. uh, of instruction um, because it's a different atmosphere. Um, we usually do about a, a week to two week workshop where they're there for two to three hours um, and learning the new material, um, steps, and choreography. We also have assistants that uh, help us instruct. Um, they are vital to our progress. Um, our uh, assistant instructor in the older and middle group is Sonia Herrera, and then in the small group um, is Cristina Munoz. And you'd mentioned our new fall again was the original founder. Mm-hmm. So he's still here um, and helping out in the community. Yep. Though you've been the director now for approximately 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, and you were a previous participant. You were a member when you were younger. That's correct. Of yeah. this group. Um, what would you say your future goals are for the group? Yeah, in the past five years, I've set uh, yearly goals. My main goal is basically to uh, keep this group intact, uh, keep it growing. Um, and then hopefully pass it on in good hands. I don't want to be the director forever, but I do want to make sure that there is someone there that's going to uh, continue to uh, uh, make sure it grows. In the last couple of years, we, we finally moved into our first studio. Um, Where were you before that? We were at the Moline Township. Um, they were donating the location to us uh, twice a week. Oh, that's so um, nice. But it's nice to have our own studio, a place to call home where you can have our, our costumes. You know, I didn't even think about that. Who, who makes your costumes? How, how do you uh, obtain those? Um, we have a seamstress here locally uh, that makes some of the costumes. And then some of the costumes come from Mexico. Wow. Um, we either order them and they're handmade there, or we have another seamstress in Mexico that handmades. Oh, that's fantastic. Costumes. And I am assuming, too, maybe that the costumes, what is worn, probably changes with the regional type of music and dance. Yep. In the tropical areas, there's a little bit more of a lighter fabric, um, and the costumes are normally white in color. And as as you enter more of the the middle part of Mexico, it's a little bit more colorful. Yeah. This this organization is free to join. Where where do you get the funds for your studio and for the costumes and for all the things that you do? Yeah. Since 1984, we've been a nonprofit. We've never charged for classes. 
We are fortunate to have parents that volunteer. Um, we do grant writing. Um, most of our uh, funds come from contributions after our performances. Um, and that's enough to pay the rent for the studio and all those things. Yeah, yeah. We have a fundraising committee who works very hard uh, throughout the year doing various events, um, and that's how we are able to fund our, our studio. Wow, that's that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. You also have an educational component to your organization. Yeah, that's correct. Um, it's called QCBF Education. Uh, one of our alumni, uh, her name is Michaela Tarana, she's my sister. She's actually a student at the University of Iowa right now, and she uh, coordinates um, uh, worksheets and quizzes where we give it to the students and it has various facts about the states that they're learning, whether that be uh, Guanajuato or Veracruz. Um, and then we just uh, have pop quizzes every so often, um, and it kind of uh, extends the educational aspect of our dance group. Yeah. And and besides doing all that you do, you, you also, in addition, have a mentorship program, which is really uh, beautiful. So let's uh, let's hear about that. Yeah, and about two years ago, we started Pasos Con Amigos, which is PCA. It's a mentor program between our older group and our smaller group, kind of bridge the gap there. Before, they really didn't see each other except for performances. But now we put on activities, fun activities for the kids, um, and then it kind of helps the older group with leadership skills, organization skills. Um, And then actually Kiara Burmeister um, is one of our PCA coordinators, along with Caillou de la Paz. It's such a a bi-directional thing. Besides teaching the older students leadership, it it probably really enhances the younger students' um, sense of belonging and probably makes it so much more exciting for them and gives them a goal something they, they can really aspire Absolutely. to become. So that's that's really beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, I find that uh, with with the little kids, they're more eager to learn as long as they have a fun game to look forward to. <laughs> and that could be said of most of us, I'm yeah, sure. That's correct. <laughs> Ray Tiranez, Sammy Hernandez, and Kara Burmeister, thank you so much for talking today. And best of luck with that summer showcase on August 11th. That begins at 7 p.m. at the Schwebert Riverfront Park in Rock Island. And this is a free event, and you should consider coming early with your blanket or lawn chair to find a good spot on the lawn. Sammy and Kiara, enjoy your final performance, and best of luck to you next year in college. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal. 